Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to episode 13 of Kenya's Market Map. This is your number one business and finance podcast. And today we're going to start with our highlights as usual. Dan Kalia, what has been your highlight of the week? Oh, we are jumping straight into it. Yeah, I, I'm going to introduce myself. <laughs> My name is Daniel Kalia. <laughs> oh, I almost forgot that. Yeah, we are recording episode 13 on the 13th Yo. of November. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, fun fact. It's yeah. useless, but... Yeah, my highlight of the week um this week I was uh, invited to CNBC Africa which was a big deal. Uh coffee. Come on. Yeah, guys. apparently some people think they my my content is good enough to be heard. I don't know why they are trusting me with with information. They but found out no they think. I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm struggling. Why are you why are you second guessing yourself? Ah, no no no. It's because kuna level ya ujinga unajiwanga mtu akunayo. Uh, no, it's only us who know that. Side. <laughs> People outside here take you very seriously. So, what what was the conversation on CNBC? Ah, uh, it was on CRB, uh, the delisting, uh, the suspension of listing of guys yeah. uh, from in, from the CRB and uh-huh. what impact it might have on the lenders. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Well, interestingly enough, James Mwangi was coming on after me. So you, you, telling me you just had to mention yeah i just had to mention it's like did, you, like, did you say hi so they put james Wang, james Wangi after you yeah they were like kuna jamaa ngoja tupatie kwanza maoni feedback then you you can come but die wow. no i was just cutting raising for james Wangi. mister <laughs> <laughs> what was your highlight um this week last week really um kenya power yeah uh, had the independent power producers supplying to kenya power yeah um they've been forced sort of or compelled uh-huh. to be to come out sort of yeah so any independent power producer that supplies power to Kenya power uh-huh. and is to be paid what a million bob per yeah. month or Kenya shillings yeah uh-huh. yes Kenya okay. shillings or 12 million per, per annum yeah. they have to like come out and state the um, beneficial owners and all that this uh-huh. is a topic that has started before a while ago but it's not gain traction Yeah. It's not like I'm even expecting this one to gain traction. It was actually one of the recommendations of the um, committee that the president tasked. Yeah, yeah. To review the the IPPs. Indep- yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they seem to be doing their job, uh-huh. but knowing Kenya and the systems here, I know nothing will happen. So let's wait and see what comes of that. Uh, I'm I'm actually quite optimistic about that, contrary to what you <laughs> what you feel, but you really my believe in this government. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's just giving credit where it is. You know, that is one of the recommendations. We talked about that in mm-hmm. it must have been episode eight, if not nine. Yeah. Uh, uh, the president, when the report was given to the president, yeah, and that was one of the things. You know, uh, beneficial owners of these companies, mm. you know, that has that have been contracted. So I think they're following. They're keeping their word. You know, this is something that mm-hmm. started again a while ago. Yeah, it's not the first time it was. We're having this conversation about. If you register a company you have to see who the actual beneficial owner is because yes. when you have uh, an, a certificate of incorporation for a company yeah you have the directors list, listed there mm-hmm. the directors don't always have to be the beneficial one. owners exactly yeah. exactly so that has still not happened yeah, so true. what makes you think that this will be different <laughs> and you have I a just, lot of I just interest. hope for the best yeah. Yeah, we hope for the best. Yeah. <laughs> My highlight for the week is um something quite interesting. So Brighter Monday, the mm. company that does recruitment, did a survey of um how people are how people generally are contented and you know love their jobs, okay? Yeah, yeah. And it came out that people in Mombasa, 
uh, people who really don't like their jobs and they really live if <laughs> another opportunity arose. Yeah. Um, Kisumu apparently is the place in Kenya where people are most happy and satisfied with their jobs. That was interesting to find. Um, Nairobi is quite yeah, a You are from Homa Bay, Bwana. You're not from Kisumu. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're clutching on to your successful neighbor but it's fine <laughs> yeah so that was I'll interesting clarify that. <laughs> I should clarify that yeah you should be proud of your county anyway so um, before we move on to but but why but did you th- did they say why guys in Mombasa are not happy um no it they they didn't give the reasons behind it they it was just a simple survey um to try just and see around the country you know how people feel about their jobs um although there um, some would argue that their sample size was quite small you know mm. it wasn't more than 2000 Kenyans mm-hmm. but then you know it's still it's still it's still considering the amount of work you have to do you know to interview you know yeah. more than a thousand people mm-hmm. still still substantive yeah okay i think it was interesting but contacting services are very cheap nowadays yeah So it doesn't matter this, the, the 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 population size. So what 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 are you suggesting? That you can't say that because that the because I'd largely think yeah. that this, this those results are not representative. Mm-hmm. Uh, again because the interviewees are very it was a small very small section of the population. Yeah. So it can't be representative of what the actual um thing is in the ground. Absolutely. I mean I I agree with and you. And you can't blame that on the expensiveness if there's such a word of conducting interviews and yeah but i mean in research if you have a sample it might or it class. might be a representation yeah. or might be not a fully representation of what is in there or might not be a representation at all yeah if, like if, <laughs> if you're going to go into the <laughs> details or the techniques Statistics. of of sampling <laughs> uh, whether do you guys trust those 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 reports because there's one that's called happiness index then at some point it ranked Somalia as the happiest country in Africa when was that is Somalia or Sudan no when was that 2019 really yeah no yeah no i love this happy in i I, i dispute that i do you know why i dispute that That's why it's I asked, because it's you not, don't have it's not easy to take at face value are you sure about that you're going to come back to episode 14 yes and you're gonna give us the data and i'm gonna okay. research on that cool, cool. and i'm sure you're going to tweet smart. out uh, a thread on that I'll report that. in fact that, that, that would be my highlight for episode 14 so <laughs> moving forward uh, before we move forward remember you can follow us on twitter at marketmap underscore ke yeah. on linkedin kenya's market map you can also go to our contact session our section on our website kenya's market map there's a contact session there you can leave a message you know questions comments we'd appreciate that moving on the most profitable company in eastern central africa released their half year results um safaricom half year results ranging from april to september yeah. um we saw that they did a pat a profit after tax of 37 billion kenya shillings this was 12% increase compared yeah. to h1 of 2020 interestingly something some things that stood out for me was when it came to uh income from mpesa it went up by 45% Mm-hmm. um income from calls um actually went up by around 3% um income from data uh went up by 6.3% mm-hmm. and now more interestingly for me um sms income from sms went down by 18% mm-hmm. 
which makes sense when's the last time you sms used kind of sms today morning but you know what this has this has been sort of like an epiphany for me yeah. because for the longest time i've been trying to question the new safaricom tagline muelekeuni internet i don't know if you've heard of it I'm hearing. Yeah, I mean you're hearing it for the first time. Like for some so, reason you always know these taglines and adverts yeah. that companies make. So I mean, so the molecule ni internet, okay, I've been my initial thought was like how catchy is this thing, you know, where is it coming from? But now looking at their half year results, yeah. you know, seeing the way data has grown by 6.3% and SMS is gone down by 18%, mm. I now see why molecule is internet. I think that's the general market trend. Yeah. 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 So Yeah, so what what stood out for you in the half year results of Safcom? Just the I likened it to equity. Mm-hmm. You know, these big companies and the boss in yeah. the NSC. Yeah. The constantly displaying um growth of strength, growth of capacity. Yeah. 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 Um what um anything interesting that happened in as far as the share price is concerned? Mm, no. I happen to be You hold Safaricom, yeah, you have I hold Safaricom some shares. Yeah. And I'm not so happy because We did uh AB access they did uh, they gave us self recommendation yeah at some point at 38 and yeah. we two weeks ago bashed them yeah mm-hmm. we were like that's we can't buy that but yeah. looking at where the, the stock price is headed it's still at 40 it's still at 40 from at 40 where though? for two weeks for 42 from, from 42 yeah. yeah at some point it was at 45 no but for the, the, the going down to 40 from 42 to 40 is purely because of so you, you purely because of ethiopia so yeah, you it's, think it's, it's a market response it's a There's a resistance that it's not going to go below 40. I doubt it. So yeah. that especially after this half year results. The recommendation yeah, yeah. that it won't go below 38 that 38 is not a sell recommendation as Even at 38 it's still not a sell. Kigen was not here during that episode. That's episode no, no. Even at 38 Kigen, what, what was your interpretation of that? My interpretation was it's very simple for me, very yeah. straightforward. Uh-huh. The fact that Safaricom has not lost and it, as it looks right now it's not going to lose its competitive advantage. So yeah. the share is going to grow. Because if you look at if you look at in the half year from looking at from April mm. to September, yeah, yeah. Fuliza, which is an Mpesa product, Fuliza gained seven hundred thousand new followers. Okay, so Kenyans are increasing in number every day. People mm. are taking IDs, subscribing mm. to Mpesa, subscribing to Mpesa products. Mm. So that one that Mpesa is generally an essential product for a common Kenyan yeah. okay so immediately you become of age you own an ID you own a Safaricom line you're going to own Mpesa okay because it's 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 sort of like an essential product yeah, uh, yeah, for your life yeah, as a Kenyan yeah. make your life easy yeah. so that's the competitive advantage right there so Safaricom stocks are going to rise and nothing's going to beat that absolutely okay well now you you asked me about what I, what really stood out for me well it's that growth of strength and capacity and all that but also now to narrow down to Safaricom specifically yeah. Um, you look at the core core strength areas mm-hmm. and you look at financial services yeah they're really going big on that yeah. well they have other revenue streams there's mm-hmm. voice there's data there's all that yeah but the financial services bit of their business is really getting strong yeah i think and even what why are they even going to ethiopia it's to offer that that's what they're looking at not even uh, these are the data what it's financial services so mpesa ethiopia yeah <laughs> if yeah. they get the license for that um because it's not included the lessons yeah, and given. it, it might be even more expensive than the 850 million dollars they paid for the telecommunication license technically uh, okay yeah, 850 yeah, million was paid yeah. by the entire consortium yeah. so there but saf was still the largest it's the largest like, but saf is saf is about 500 million dollars 
out of 800 out of 850 they oh. might pay more and the and they're making a, a, a they're making a half year profits of 37b like that's literally a half year money, let's say three yeah, quarter year yeah. that money so even if the worst uh, worst comes to the worst in yeah, ethiopia yeah, yeah. like and by the way they're staying on yeah yeah guys I mean, are running they're staying on Yeah we've seen the um, we've seen the information that has come out you yeah. know from the chairman of the board yeah. uh, Michael Joseph also from the CEO from yeah. the CFO you know the senior management of Safaricom um they are still committed to Ethiopia um the CEO of Safaricom was saying that for them Ethiopia is a long term play mm-hmm. okay they are not just looking at you know today or tomorrow you know next year it's a long term play just yeah. just and for me it makes sense because Safaricom didn't get where it got to in five years Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> this guy yeah, started out yeah. way in 2000 in 2000. This guys were a, a subsidiary yeah. poster and poster. <laughs> yeah, they oh, were merged before. Okay. okay. Before Vodacom came in. Came in. I'm like can you even compare can you compare them? The okay, but let's let's not go into that. For me, I mean, I I was I was satisfied yeah. with the information coming from the CEO that this is a long-term play, so investors mm-hmm. shouldn't really worry a lot. Yeah. But again, my concern is someone who's who enjoys and um, you know reads a lot about politics and and uh, you know civil stuff internationally. You know, mm. the th- something that is happening in Ethiopia, as I said in the previous episode, that what has been happening in Ethiopia has been largely underreported. Mm-hmm. And you know, I don't want war is perhaps a bigger war is a too big word for probably what is happening in Ethiopia yeah, yeah. Is, but then war could there? be war war is perpetual you know that this no, thing can never war, stop look at somalia but i hope it doesn't Ethiopia. go there what is happening depending on which side you sit on when it comes to the ethiopia matters yeah but talking to guys uh, who are in addis um, they say it's just it's quiet uh, there isn't much uh, going on yeah. um, in that area yeah. i think at, at the moment there was a Um, a respect between the Ethiopian forces and the Tigrayan uh, forces where yeah. the Ethiopian forces retreated from that Tigrayan region mm-hmm. so i think for now it's a little bit calm calm and uh, i said that last time you guys were like no what you didn't buy my idea or you didn't buy that <laughs> I, i cannot I recall I mean now an interesting thing yeah. when it came to the whole Safaricom um, half year results mm-hmm. and an interesting debate that was in the bad up a lot mm. was the fact that that's Twitter by the way we have not everyone okay Twitter generation. bad up <laughs> <laughs> so in the f- if you look at the half year is half year mm. now that is from April to September mm-hmm. and you look at Fuliza Uh, sorry not Fuliza Mpesa as yeah. a whole you find that gamblers you know who use pay bill to send money via Mpesa yeah, so that it yeah. goes to their wallet yeah. in the betting company yeah. 83 billion Kenya shillings yeah. went through Mpesa yeah. and there was a whole conversation about you know this is a direct competition of the capital markets you know this is a uh, this is a direct competition for Jeff Odundo at NSE Okay because what if we could get this 83 billion invested you know see it's 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 gambling it's a bet just mm-hmm. bet on a stock at the exchange okay or mm-hmm. bet on a on a corporate bond or mm-hmm. bet on a government paper okay so mm-hmm. if we could harness that 83 billion or even a portion of it into the capital markets well you see there's no better time to say that than now because this is the time when the the NSC just came up with the day trading thing absolutely day trading for 
I think we even said this. Short-term trading, yeah. yeah. Most people, they don't trade on news, they don't trade on fundamental analysis and all that. Yeah. They, it's purely feeling and mm. gut feel, yeah? yeah. So it's Again, I disagree with that. It's gambling. Uh, no, most still, retail traders... You know when you say most people... I said most yeah, retail traders... They, uh, I disagree. You tell us what you think, yeah? People but trade with emotions. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah there's, there are guys who take In advantage of momentum. We, we saw when juicy sometimes share price dropped by like 10% in yeah. one day. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because of market news or what? Yeah, it yeah. was there was like a piece that went out. Yeah. Uh which I think spooked investors. Yeah. But yeah, um I don't think it's and also again for day trading yeah. the same point as long as you are capped to 10% price movements per day, you really can't make money. So yeah, even fundamentals even, even, even when we say at people should move this money to to NSE and make yeah. bets on bonds yeah. and stocks. Yeah. Yeah. There's no bond that is offering you a hundred million mega jackpots <laughs> for, <laughs> staking, for staking 50 uh, bob. Which is why which is why gambling really um, exploded during the corona times because guys were down and so what gambling companies do, they sell you hope by putting that hundred million on your face. Mm-hmm. You're like, this is what I'm going to win. Yeah. And you notice that gamblers, okay, Kenyan gamblers, if you have interacted with If they place a bet and the the potential amount to be won is like a hundred Gs, yeah. they'd be like, I lost a hundred mil, a hundred thousand shillings. <laughs> yeah, you feel like, like you've lost you know, it. You just you 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 placed a hundred shillings. Uh, has has either of you betted before? <laughs> yes, I have. Ah, hey. you, you have. Houston, yes. you, you haven't. Oh man, I was yeah. hitting hey. that sport pesa thing the bus. Ah, my friend, me sport pesa paid my rent twice. <laughs> <laughs> From 50 bob multi bet 20 mshipi eh inakuja we tunanyorosha sport pesa bwana ni kama slave owner what was that what was that um the last one was in t- before the first suspension of uh, sport pesa yeah. yeah so when was this 2019 mm-hmm. there about uh, jambo, yeah. uh yeah like they from personally I used to have a policy mm. once you ingiza like if i put a thou yeah I'm not refunding that account uh-huh. anymore. Yeah. So whatever winnings I get, yeah. I withdraw. Uh, you leave the I, thousand book there. Yes, you have made a winning like <laughs> yeah. maintain it if this money you maintain yeah. your initial capital. Yeah, if this initial capital Investor. is shares. <laughs> Investment then, So this guy is a study CFA and yeah. has applied <laughs> CFA, you know it is betting wallet. But <laughs> you know what that <laughs> objectives are different. Yeah. Okay, yeah, me sure, sure. if if yeah. I would give my personal experience when I used to bet I didn't I used to bet for a couple of reasons. Sometimes I used to bet just for fun. I mean for, I, for the excitement. No, life it, was okay? tough, Kigan, so, be honest. <laughs> life was tough. <laughs> Still is a bit. <laughs> but I mean, so you can't say that, you know, the when people invest in the capital markets, yeah. it's ob- the the objective is clear cut, okay? Yeah. I want to make money here, yeah. okay? Like there are no other issues that you are fighting with but then when it comes to betting it's a whole other new game which is people bet you know because sometimes because you love the team it's your team so you just want to bet for it so it's really not about the money Again, it's about love betting team, for it I'd, i'd be in front of a screen and shout and scream have you ever placed a bet no you see that's why but you i still see? love so you don't know you don't know you don't know about <laughs> betting as we do for in me this case. For, for me the the thing with betting is that the possi- the potential of it being life changing That's always the hope. Yeah, it's it's the hope that you can angukia 220 and the best time to sell people hope is when something like corona comes and people Yeah, but even before corona like things were like 
Things betting was good. a bit. I remember even when I was doing my masters, like we're in class, yeah. and there's a guy. Also, he used to work in a bank. Yeah. Comes mazekali, he line up in a car. <laughs> like there's a lecture going on. We are there. We are chambuying. Like yeah. Yeah. this one, he But Lisha, began. Yeah, never. They rarely went through. Uh, but for me, I think the last time I betted was again it was a multi bet, like twenty. Yeah, 19 had gone through. The last game was Manu versus Sheffield. Of course, Manu lost. Remember. I, I do not for yeah, I, I was like it's fine. But but it's of fine. course Manu, you know, Manu has always been losing. No, please, Ebu, well, well, let's, go back, let's go back to Safaricom. Let's go back to Safaricom. For me, saying, I just want to What do, I was saying uh-huh. is that the f- the numbers are still the same. Yeah. You look at what are you talking about before you got into betting? Um we're talking the about bows, yeah? Yeah, the, the possibility of getting into this thing. Yeah. Okay, now changing the fo- the the focus yeah. of the of the people from betting to now. Yeah, the transforming the NSC, gamblers yeah? to investors. The numbers are still the same. Losers are more than the winners by like 80-20% ratios. Uh-huh. Yeah. So the winners in betting yeah are like 20% of the total people who mm-hmm. the total uh-huh. of the people who bet. Yeah. So it's t- That's the same thing you experience with the boss. So people are still losing most people lose. Importance. But for me I open that in as much as people are saying that in as in as much as not people are saying in as much as we need a lot of education, you know, yeah. investor education and investor exposure to these products yeah. so that people could in their very minds at least consider investing in the capital markets because you know there are good stocks with dividends and everything you know there, there are just some stocks if you look at NSE you know that yeah. that you know things yeah. can't go that bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For people I feel that that's just that's just not enough. It's not enough for people to just have investor education and exposure. It's not enough because when it comes to betting, it's not straightforward. You know, there are other factors coming along that I've just said. So, I mean, it's not it's not as it's not a straight path that you know just get these gamblers and make them investors. Of no, course, it's because of, of the objectives yeah, that yeah. people have when they are betting yeah. and when they're investing. No, you see people bet because they know a lot about football. Yeah. You know you've never you, you've never placed a bet. And that's why doesn't mean wrong. I don't know nothing about No, but even people who do not know about Still football, yeah. yeah, like you find And in people, fact they are the ones they are the ones who win a lot because they are it's, uh, they do not have any emotion mm-hmm. attached to it. Yeah. Like yeah. they just look at the stat- underlying statistics, do whatever small analysis that they do and you're fact, making me digress. In fact for f- for a long period of time uh. the thing that was sustaining cyber cafes Betting, yeah. Was betting analysis Friday. You know, when you've talked about rationality and mm-hmm. emotions, you see for you when you see Manu and Liverpool, you know Liverpool is going to beat Manu, but no, I wouldn't bet on fan, that. You still bet on Manu. <laughs> no. <laughs> but uh yeah, but on betting, again another detour that I'm taking us. Uh for me, I have a controversial opinion or yeah. a recommendation mm. to whoever is listening. Um I think yeah. we should take an approach similar to what Uganda did with MTN. Mm-hmm. So for Uganda um they said that if you are a foreign telco yeah. for us to give you a license you, you have to list at least 20% yeah. of your equity on the local yeah. exchange. So you should give well, a chance on telcos only. Yeah it's it's a, it's a, yeah I checked it out it was for telcos. Okay. So for you to get a license if you are a foreign operator yeah. uh, you must list 20% by a certain period uh, of time after the so license. So we should do that to betting companies as well. Yes. Because the repatriation of profits is is a lot and these guys are so if i'm going to lose money by placing a stake but yeah. the betting companies 
by my loss the betting company the house is winning yeah. mm-hmm. then this mm-hmm. part of the license for you to be given a license as a better i think yeah. what the as a better there's a word like that if you bet, you're a better. I'm guessing. I don't know. You're a gambler. But you're a gambler, yeah. But you know, aside from that, what you just mentioned, Kalia, there's something that BCLB is doing, the yeah. betting license and control board. Yeah. Um, what they're doing is that if if you, you know, for you to be, of course, you know, put your products out there as a betting company, you mm. must have that license, yeah. you know, the BCLB yeah. number. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what happens is for BCLB, if, you know, you're for every, like, when you've made your turnover mm-hmm. you're supposed to give a certain portion to charity yeah that's why when you see the likes of loto and the likes mm-hmm. you know they have some programs they are running on the side it's not so it's but like but it's not requirement by BCLB. loto is another gambling no, 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 thing CLB is 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 strictly requiring these people I to do that aside nice. from csr no no, no wow. it's a requirement wow, okay yeah. so okay. yeah but for me i would want this because if because none of the i don't think there's any publicly listed there's no public betting company mm-hmm. so that that has given us the opportunity to, to now dig into their books and see how profitable they are but we got a glimpse of this with Sportpesa mm-hmm. when they were the the whole saga yeah, yeah. when they were not given the license but how they were doing in the UK yeah, yeah. um sponsoring I mean, th- teams a lot of illicit financial flows there like know. those we don't know whether it's illicit, it illicit or it's just no. financed oh, by Kenyans it's it's actually tax avoidance what they did because they opened sports force sports yeah soft spot yeah mm. <laughs> soft spots that is the name of the company yeah. that was in liverpool you know registered yeah, in liverpool yeah, in the yeah. uk and it used to give it services mm. to the kenya mm. sport pesa company pevans mm. but then how comes it would be skewed in a way that 40% of the whole revenue mm-hmm. is paid there as IT services. Ah. So and for Kiare they were like 40% of your whole I revenue think that's for all just you need IT to run services. A betting company. No 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 the but tech. but if you look at it's the shareholders if you look if you look at the shareholders and owners yeah. it's the same owners. So what these guys were just doing you know because Kenya and the UK have a double taxation agreement yeah. from mm-hmm. 1978 I gather. Yeah. So you only pay One taxes in one country jurisdiction yeah. and if you look at the corporate tax in the UK yeah. it's 17% mm-hmm. in Kenya it's 30% uh. you know that's why they went and they transferred these profits there so that they pay their taxes there so they would pay less taxes and that is not illegal yeah it's not illegal it's yeah. tax yeah. avoidance yeah. but it's just unethical yeah, yeah but yeah it is unethical it brings the question oh. law versus morality what would you tell <laughs> Which someone takes precedence? a betting company about morality what would you tell them Why why is betting immoral? Why are you judging them? What? Is it immoral? It's I come in peace. <laughs> <laughs> What? Moving yeah, forward. Yeah, but anyway, my point is uh, this guy is like if you are to get a license yeah. and maybe you can put a threshold on uh, average minimum transaction uh, yeah. that goes through your uh, betting platform, yeah. Yeah. then in this yeah. case like we have to make you go public so that Kenyans if they are losing money on one hand like they are also they also get to win together it with remains them. within the country i think what the government does is by is to overtax this company okay overtax that they heavily taxed yes the it's, again companies. it's betting addictive 7% a moral on, hazard if you place a bet 7% of that amount that has been placed yeah goes to carry yeah these days on the winnings yeah. there's another there's one. another one on the cow, the house now yeah there's corporate tax again uh-huh. so these guys are heavily taxed yeah it's heavily taxed so similarly you guys are saying that's not enough uh, no <laughs> we're just saying let those tax continue but make them let let guys have a stake in the company can you can you can you use listing 
as a control like as a regulator yes uganda uh, uganda is doing as a regulator yeah, as a regulation against told, betting uganda told no. mtn and the likes that you we won't renew your telecoms license yeah. if you don't list 20% so it's yeah. the same thing you know bclb could tell these guys that we won't renew your betting licenses unless you list a certain percent of your stake at the kenyan bows mm. but then you're not comparing apples and apples here it's very difficult to get a telco license and very easy to get betting license it's not very easy it's very easy how is it easy to get a betting license in kenya whereas the biggest betting company is potpesa like how many are there literally in snap of a finger like they were down they left the scene anyway done let's move forward it's not that necessarily that is okay yeah let's move away from that for now yes um interesting stuff Mm -hmm. um i want us to go across the borders Uh to the largest country in sub-saharan africa yeah the DRC. Cool. It's the biggest. It's bigger yeah, than Central Africa. Sub-Saharan Africa. Oh, but by a, by a long shot. Is it that big a difference, Kigas? Yes, yes, yes. Central African is is fairly big, but definitely not, not as, as big, big as DRC. as we've just been talking about betting we could bet on that. <laughs> uh, good day, good day. So The DRC wants to join the East African community. The East African community for some uh, of our viewers Trivia, sorry. sorry. Which is the largest country in Africa? Um, it's Algeria. It used to be the Sudan. How you know this thing then? <laughs> Just take the fun out of it. <laughs> you wanted me to say Lesotho. Any uh, carry on. That's so, Lesotho. Yeah. Um I'm not sure. Is it smaller sure. than No, it must Djibouti. be the the smallest must be Cabo Verde. Or as other people hey, call Cape Verde. Hey, I don't know what. Yeah, that's how it's pronounced please, in Portuguese. Please. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> ah. Ah, coming back to the conversation yeah. on the DRC. Yeah. So the DRC um applied to join the East African community. Um you know for our viewers and uh, listeners, you know people from China and the US are one of our biggest listeners after those in Kenya. So for those who may not know, the East African community is comprised of six countries currently. We have Kenya, we have Uganda, Tanzania, Rwanda, Burundi, and of course the latest South Sudan which joined in 2016. Yeah. Now it applied uh, DRC applied and uh, the heads of state um, approved the application and the application went further to vetting because for you to join the East African community there are some things that you should adhere to you know things like um, rule of law um, governance democracy you're looking at me thinking about Uganda and it's okay uh, <laughs> <Economics>. <laughs> a lot of economic so, performance eh? so what has happened is the committee that was supposed to do to do all those checks on the DRC have uh-huh. finalized it and they'll be sending um that report to the heads of state now the heads of states are the ones they'll be holding um sort of like a summit in february or january early next year mm-hmm. so for them they'll now approve the decision it will be made you know on whether the drc will be accepted into the esc or not but the information that is coming out you know from uh, particularly from the um, who, who what's what's the name um principal secretary of mm-hmm. the secretary general prin- principal secretary not mm. the secretary principal secretary of um, the kenyan ministry state department of esc affairs he's saying that the DRC has made you know a solid case to join the EAC and sort of you know there's a positive attitude there's a positive mood that they will be accepted and yeah. today we just want to have a conversation about what the prospects look like you know um what benefits would the DRC gain 
um, if they join the EEC, what would the EEC gain? What would Kenya gain if DRC would join EEC? What do you think, Alia? Yeah, this feels like uh, a business education question. <laughs> List the benefits, yeah. the advantages and disadvantages history. of having... It sounds like history. History question. No. Okay, me, I didn't do beard, no. so I wouldn't know what a beard question would look like. But it was just a guess. Yeah, but... List, list, yeah. list. Uh, yeah, of course, the biggest advantage would be uh, increased trade, yeah. I think, between the the two countries um, because you usually have the trade treaties between mm. um, free trade movement in EAC, yeah, yeah. Um, reduction of tariffs, uh, minimizing whatever tariffs yeah. are charged on yeah. goods and products. Sure. And I think for DRC with the uh, goods that they do have yeah. uh, and the minerals that they do have and the trees, it could be good even for the real estate industry, like importing wood uh, and things like that, yeah. which would mean maybe the Congo forest would be cut a little bit more, which <laughs> probably is not good for the environment in the long term, but in terms of like the short term boost in real estate and having cheaper uh, cost of, cause hey, if you the cost of wood Materials. and yeah. especially Timber, yeah, is it's skyrocketed. Yeah, it's um, it's it's it's, it's, really it's a scarce product. Each day it becomes even more scarce. Yeah, and we've seen companies moving to uh, Jumbo Jet moving to uh, to DRC, yeah. and Goma, uh, Equity Bank buying the bank dish. Yeah. Yeah. And interestingly, on Equity, Equity are actually having um, a tour to the DRC. I think I mentioned this. You're very excited episode. about that, yeah. Yes, it's I'm very excited. And you know what? Yeah. It's not yet closed, so you could still apply. You guys need to send an email to, um, what is it called? It's DRC Trade Mission mm-hmm. at Equity Group Holdings. Yeah. So you just send mm-hmm. an email there, apply to go and visit the DRC. It's going to be a 15-day tour. They'll be going to four cities. You said they're taking business people. Yes, they're taking they're taking business people. We are playing. Hey, Tunenda, we'll yeah, take. I mean, we'll, our we'll take the energy. Take advantage oh, yeah, of that. Yeah, if the application is Panda. accepted, yeah. it's going to be interesting. Yeah. You know, you'll be looking at the prospects there. So this is in partnership, of course, with the Kenyan government yeah. and uh, the DRC government yeah. of President Shekedi. So they'll be going to four cities. Um, of course, the capital, Kinshasa. They'll be going to Goma, where the. Um, these guys, every time Keegan mentions <laughs> Goma, we should have like a 50 bob jar. <laughs> Why? Well, I mentioned Goma a lot. Like right now, uh, since uh, we started the podcast, yeah. I You've said it an hour They'll be yeah. going also to a yeah. uh, place called uh, Mbujimai, mm. you know, and uh, all the other places. So, mm. guys should apply. Yeah. So, yeah, I think there, there, there's definitely a lot of benefits um, with DRC joining. Um, I know there are a number of conditions on the human rights issue that countries need to consider apparently yeah. it's in the ESC treaty yeah. which i tried to read it's a long document and you're so not a lawyer so, so did i did not, not yeah it's just i tried to look for like the section that has acceptance of new members yeah or i didn't see it so was, what interesting thing did you find there uh, it's just long i think this whole thing yeah it's as good as done because i mean we've the ESC has actually adopted french as a common language yeah in favor of Congo, just so Congo when they come. So the road has been prepared, everything is done. And then these talks they've been having. I think Rwanda and Burundi, Rwanda and Burundi speak, speak French, French as well. So that's why. Why is it only coming recent, this recently? Oh, when did that come out? I, very I, recent, I think very I missed recently, that. Very recently. Oh. Yeah. So they've been having these talks. President Chikedi, that's the name? Yeah, Chikedi. That one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> with with um, the different heads of states. Mm-hmm. For, so he's had relationships with 
Oh, it was in it was in February this year. Had relationships. February this year. Has had relationships with. Yeah, professional relationships. Kigan. And and Uganda with Yoweri. Um. So he's had he has connections with these individual and personal connections with these people. So even when they meet, you don't expect the result to be so different from what it was. Yeah, I mean the way if if you look at how Kenya has been moving of late yeah. you know with uh, there was a trade mission you know with the president back in April 2020 yeah. when they visited the DRC you know as together with other members of the private sector guys from Kepsa you know to just um, a lot of MOUs were signed you know the one with uh, the Congo Airlines and the Kenya Airways so if you look at the moves that Kenya is currently making yeah. i am sure that for one Kenya is going to okay DRC coming into the EAC mm. and one of the I mean I think it is it is it is long overdue because you look at the customs union EAC has actually has one of the strongest custom unions you know dating back to 2005 where as Kalia said there is free movement of goods and services mm, and and labor that's within the african continent that's within area. no 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 this is just in the eac first mm. okay yeah for the okay. six oh, members so, even now so if, if you look at products the way they move and products land at the port of Mombasa uh-huh. so they pass through Kenya they go to Uganda they could yeah. go to DRC yeah. that way or go to Rwanda then go to DRC mm-hmm. so DRC pays like customs in all this mm-hmm. but then when it joins the EAC because of custom union it's yeah. going to be easier for them because now they won't have to pay yeah you get so that's going to be a massive Wait, advantage why am I not to DRC. buying that you've said because they pass through all these countries they have to pay customs through yes mm. yeah No, you only pay customs to the destination, the country of destination. No, when your goods pass through through all those countries and yeah. you are not you don't have a treaty with them. You yeah. got you have to pay. Damn, that's so expensive. Yeah. Yes. And that's why they really need this, you know, because yeah. if you look at how they trade and goods coming yeah. from Mombasa, yeah. it's it's going to be it's going to be a game changer for them. And I think that's what hurt the BOPs because they've had okay, BOP more, is balance of payments. Yeah. It's yes. always been negative for the longest time. Mm-hmm with all these east african countries yeah well um south africa is their biggest trade partner yeah southern sadc country what is yeah, the southern sadc yeah so if, development. if you actually look at sadc you find that south africa zambia they're one of the biggest traders yeah. of drc yeah. even yeah. their their previous colony um belgium india mm-hmm. of course china china is thing yeah. i think accounts for 31% of the imports going to mm-hmm. the drc mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. so for me i uh, looking at this prospect i think the EAC member states yeah. are going to get a larger are going to get a larger market share yeah. so yeah. to speak yeah. of of the DRC and that's important trade. because you see currently South Africa as a country it's one yeah yeah it supplies more to it exports more to the DRC as compared to all these African countries aggregated oh imagine wow that's crazy so when this when the, This country gets into when DRC now gets into the EAC. Yeah. We expect all those trade conditions to be made better, to be yeah. improved yeah. and all that. So we expect better trade there. Yeah. And you know what? Now Mzansi is now they're, they're going to have Kenya is going to give them a run for their money. Uh-huh. Yeah, because if you see how Kenya is aggressive, mm-hmm. you know, with this equity, you know, going with trade missions, you know, for 15 days and the likes and what the you know the sort of like um MOUs that Kenyan companies and uh DRC yes, companies have been signing yeah. mm-hmm. or oh, I think I think Kenya is, is is going for South Africa's neck on this. Yeah and I think if if you were to look even the current 
relationships between Kenya and Uganda, Kenya Tanzania in terms of trade and import between the two countries yeah. Yeah. like we tend to be the largest uh traders with, with each other. Yeah. So if you add DRC to the mix then it means that this potential for increased trade, increased movement now mm. for Kenyans going to DRC. Yeah. It will be easier uh because I don't think you need a passport anymore. You yeah. want uh, yeah. you just you go East African. Yeah, and also I think our music scene is going to improve because we are going to have ah. Batoto Balingala and Papa <laughs> Freddy, you know. <laughs> Maybe uh, I, I think yeah, yeah, there's going to be because Congolese are known to be like very good musicians yeah. to have an impact on the music scene. Mm. And even if you're to look at some of the biggest concerts uh, South Soul say their biggest concert they had Goma. was in Goma yeah, yeah the DRC so, yeah. yeah so like they are big in that sector so that could also have uh, i think one of the one of the biggest um opportunities and you know this is particularly to Kenya you know and the way the Kenyan economy is set up you know Kenyans are big on the service sector Yeah. So and the DRC service sector is largely underdeveloped. Yeah. So I think that's a massive opportunity for Kenya. Yeah. You're seeing already yeah. the banking service, mm. you know, DRC uh, Equity Bank, KCB, you know, guys are going there. So the service sector in terms of insurance, in yeah. terms of consulting, yeah, yeah. I think I'll, I'm opening a consulting company there. <laughs> So okay, remember us. <laughs> remember us. Remember us. Oh, okay. Um so moving ahead guys, um Something interesting that we saw this week is the Q1 and Q2 results have been finally finally released What results? by uh, the KNBS. Okay. <laughs> and in last position. <laughs> yeah, I mean we've we've I think we've said this on the podcast that yeah. you know this is long overdue. We really needed to see this earlier on. Mm. You know when you're seeing other camp- countries that are probably unstable and in civil war releasing their their Q3 results yeah. and you as in <laughs> Kenya you, you haven't seen your Q1 so, results. You're yeah. wondering what is happening. So uh, when you look at the at the Q1 results and Q2 results um this is now why on why year on year you find that the economy grew by 0.7% for q1 why on why um previously if you look at the growth from 2020 the growth from 2019 to 2020 was around 4.4% that is in q1 mm-hmm. when you come to q2 it was 10.1% this is still on why on why i'm saying why on why because there was a battle on twitter about <laughs> why on why <laughs> yeah yeah so That was what is why and why and what is the money month month on month month on month uh, and year on okay so if you look at the second quarter which grew by 10.1% if you go back to look at Q2 of last year yeah. the growth was actually negative at mm-hmm. around 4% yeah. so this was good if you if you look at some of the sectors that really stood out education really really stood out at around 67% yeah. um, I did not get that Schools you did not get schools the schools, schools were closed last year because yeah, yeah but well, as many schools opened like private schools no. I mean, because are you using public institutions to if you look at last year and this year yeah last year at at last year in Q2 was when covid you know had really really struck the yeah. country yeah. and schools yeah. of course were closed mm. so the whole school economy so to speak you know guys guys we even sell books guys we even sell school uniforms you know revenues in schools and everything. suppliers of food Absolutely. Uh, you know the cabbage and maragwe uh, farmers which school is that hey buji buji we are sorry you do not relate hey <laughs> <laughs> easter anyway but yeah okay. because kids kids are home for 
since April. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the only one to around October November. Yeah, yeah October. Yeah, so yeah. there was a that is 10 minus 3. Makes yeah. sense. So, yeah. so that that's that's why you know you could see that the the education sector, you know, 67% growth. Yeah. Um if you look at um manufacturing did 9.6%. Mm. That was really really good mm. and uh, I'd really love to know why done manufacturing. Of course covid but then I'm also I'm trying to find other reasons. Companies were closed Kigan. Yeah, I'm 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 just trying to find other reasons apart from covid because you know interestingly pre covid in 2019 in 2018 our yeah. economy was not in its best position. Um yeah, I think it's a whole when covid ends and there was a lot of I think banks were also quite nice people yeah in lending uh, in lending uh, you find banks such as equity uh, James Mwangi for instance come coming out to say that he really wants to reduce the allocation of capital that is in government deposits and the fact that equity is not a lazy bank yeah, I mean, he does not that yeah he does not yeah he does not want equity to be a lazy bank yeah. where they only yeah. take deposits and and give it to and give it to yeah so you find if a bank takes such a stance then there's more capital uh, afford, uh, afforded to businesses mm. and so they're able to like grow and expand yeah, so yeah. that is part of the reason i guess also um i think that's the the, big, the biggest reason and then generally to new opportunities or a new feeling of growth yeah. after the pandemic also psychologically it really plays a part in terms of saying okay we're just going to go harm in terms of increasing our output uh, and capacity i think the fact is that covid was the biggest um deterrent or yeah sure in hybrid growth uh-huh. at that time yeah, yeah. in 2020 because uh-huh. first of all you don't have as much input yeah. in terms of labor and materials and all that and another thing your markets are closed where you supply yeah the markets yeah whichever market it is that you supply whether it's exports or local markets yeah. they're closed boundary borders or Okay that is not really a factor because goods were not but also yeah, supply I mean, chain yeah. if you look at transport yeah, supply, supply chain, chain yeah, issues yeah, yeah. 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 transport so, transport did 16.9% growth yeah. you know this is at the backdrop of what you're just saying you know yeah. movement and and borders cessation yeah. of movement and everything yeah yeah you know as much as the borders were not closed with regards to movement of goods you could still see what happened in the malaba border for example mm-hmm. Tra- truck drivers staying there for two weeks yeah you know, at it to be tested and, and i think that's the time so we COVID, had we had the lockdown in q2 Yeah we 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 had the lockdown in Q2. Yeah that that whole you can't move between counties for instance so the matatu industry for instance was dead a long distance matatu oh, journey. Oh there's I'd forgotten. Yeah, there's a time that, you could not get into another county. Yeah so I'd like forgotten. <laughs> so with all that now uh, being reopened yeah. uh, so that's why transportation and storage grows by 16%. Mm. Yeah. And if if you But just But ICT ICT grew by 25%. Yeah, I saw I saw and I was struggling to to look at you know information and communication and I was I was, I was trying to look at is it uh, you know the way they presented it yeah. at KNBS yeah. you know I was split are they talking about media are they talking about you know are they talking about the ICT space but largely uh, for me I honestly expected that ICT grew more in 2020 than 2021. That yeah. that that, yeah. that was my yeah. feeling as well. Um so I do but maybe it's the you see the way um growth the way it operates in an economy where there is a lot of growth at a certain period mm. and then it it triggers another growth like growth on top of growth. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? So if you look at uh for example the IT sector, you know, it's 
for example, product that builds on products. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you have guys buying a lot of laptops, you know this would mean also growth for repairs of laptops, yeah. and also growth for accessories of laptops. Yeah, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. mouses, keyboards, and whatever such and it's such. Called, it's called the compounding element of growth. Uh, absolutely, so growth mm-hmm. being a co- that being that growth compound, mm-hmm. you grow one sector. I mean, there's a whole economic. Um, mantra sort of mm-hmm. that that if you want to the, to accelerate the growth in the economy you mm-hmm. go to one particular um sector which you think has more linkages and all that yeah. then now to create a, a ripple effect way <laughs> yeah. but well. then but then you look at it kalia you look at ICT one of the reasons why it still grew in 2020 is because many companies are largely still in working from home mm-hmm. and you know this requires you know people when even when people are recruited you know buy new laptops and the like so you look at the whole ICT space and you know now the thing about cyber security and the likes mm-hmm. so if you look at consultancy in the cyber security space and an online fraud space is really really growing and if you look at linkedin you know there are even um, a lot of polls i think i come across a poll a day mm-hmm. saying how how would you like to work in 2022 is it at home do you want to go back to the office or do you want a mix of both so i think working from home is still big you know yeah, yeah. and probably there are some schools um some high end schools who are still doing um schooling from home you know not going back to school physically mm-hmm. yeah and if you think about it as well um if you are to look at especially many of the listed companies if you have to look at their financial reports for the year f- uh, 2020 yeah. most of them said they are they have become more lean operationally mm-hmm. so become more efficient and they've achieved this by investing more in uh, ICT and the and digitization of the pro- of the company and yeah. the whole uh, ICT innovation that most companies are adopting yeah. so i think there's been a lot of investment also by the corporate especially in the banking sector yeah in the banking sector yeah, 96% of all the transactions in the Kenyan banking sector are off are off branches yeah so i think this whole investment um and then coupled with what you said um the way there are so many layoffs uh in the previous q2 yeah. and many people are losing jobs and now businesses coming on board and facilitating their people with uh, laptops you know internet connectivity yeah uh, more firms going back i think to paying for internet in the yeah. office and yeah. that kind of thing yeah. um because if you're paying for internet in the home most likely you're still going to continue paying internet at home yeah. anyway, but then yeah. the business ones i think f- if they move they move to working from home either they reduce their tariff or the amount that they're paying and that kind of thing so that um could be the reason also why ICT has grown or shot up by that mm. by that when, level when you mentioned about people working from home being a factor that contributed to ICT growth yeah. i was so hesitant to buy that because i mean it doesn't feel from where i said doesn't feel like most kenyans are working from home there are definitely more Kenyans working from home as compared to pre-COVID times. Yeah, but it's not. Yeah, such I mean, a if, if if Even you look, if you look at the about, labor market currently, of yeah. course, there are way more people working, you know, physically in their yeah, job areas exactly, than than at home. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So even the polls, the LinkedIn polls, I've seen them. But you see, LinkedIn is 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 a really a global platform. Yeah. And so those might not be. Those are polls that might not be directed to this. Yeah, that's 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 very Could true. Could be another yeah. jurisdiction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I would go with. I think Kalia said it and even yourself yeah. that this is ICT growth in growth was in terms of services service yeah. pr- provision yeah. financial services mostly mm-hmm. we talk about Mpesa mobile money services yeah. and 
um, banks also going digital. Yeah. What what's the figure you, s- you mentioned? Is ninety percent? Uh, yeah, this is from uh, Dr. Njoroge, your Must friend at the CBK. Ninety six percent of ninety six. That's yeah. like hundred. <laughs> Let's now go to the tax man. So this week, mm-hmm. um, the Commissioner General of KRA, <laughs> Kivimburu, yeah, um, was in an interview and said how they have and are even more aggressively yeah. going to social media you know, to scan around and look for individual whose lifestyle is not consistent with their remittance of taxes. Mm. And an interesting thing is a report came out, um, must have been on the 11th, uh, if not 10th of uh, November, that since the Commissioner General said that, there's been a 60% surge in the number of people going to KRA website yeah. to confirm, you know, if they're in good terms <laughs> with the taxman, you know, the, the yeah. KRA compliance, mm-hmm. you know, trying to, to download it and see if, you yeah. know, you're cleared. So that there's been that upside to people to see if they're if they're okay. KOT has been a buzz with that, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think the, the KRA admin on Twitter has mm-hmm. upped his or her game there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've seen, yeah, seen a lot of reaction there. So, so that my, my question is, how effective is this? Is this going to yield results? Um, no, I don't think it's going to yield results. Really? Why? Because, again, most of the people who these guys are targeting allegedly are people who constantly we are in coastal, uh, having bottles. Yeah, you were aware, then you're filing nil returns. Yeah. <laughs> ah, you, the question should be, who's financing this? This uh, lush lifestyle, yeah. The most likely it's the Mubabas somewhere who are so. If you go and again tax someone for going to Diani, that is double taxation. The Mubaba already got taxed <laughs> yeah, on his yeah. income already. Hell yeah. Are you, are you being serious? <laughs> At in double taxation, that is double taxation. I, <laughs> these people, whoever is sponsoring these trips, Buana, and this yeah. and the drinks, they've already been taxed yeah. unless it's illicit. I think maybe they could crack down a little bit more on. Um, the illegal business wash wash guys maybe mm-hmm. that is probably the area that could be tack, uh, nabbed and we saw this there was this guy it's called Pom Hash Puppy, Hash Puppy yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah who was flaunting everything and the FBI were on his neck yeah. Hash yeah. Puppy was, was filing nil returns <laughs> the Bentley anyway <laughs> but, but like looking at this whole space I think they are targeting they are targeting people who Yes, the perception is there on QT that, you know, the memes and everything. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure when it comes to allocation of resources and seeing how much energy and resources you allocate, you know, human resource mm-hmm. and everything into investigating something, yeah. and this person probably doesn't even have that. So mm-hmm. I think they are, it, it is going to be very, very targeted, much targeted than people uh, probably perceive. Mm-hmm. So my first initial, my initial thought was, this is, is this even legal? So I, inco- I consulted um, some of my lawyer friends on mm-hmm. whether this is legal, you know, KRA, quote-unquote, spying on you on mm-hmm. social media, dig- stalking you, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Running, you know, seeing your IG, going to your FB, on Twitter, yeah. you know, and all that. So I consulted one of my friends, and um, she told me that it's actually very legal. Very legal or very illegal? Very legal. Do you know why? Very. Fole, uh, fole. Is that yeah. Is, is that very? Then <laughs> take is, a pause. Okay. It is very legal. Oh, okay. As in, it is very okay. Mm. There's no problem with it. Yeah. This is because once you've put out your stuff on social media, 
social media is an open source it is public it is in the public okay mm-hmm. so this stuff you've already put it in the public domain yeah so like you can't go and tell them why were you stalking me i mean an ig account can be seen in slovakia in wherever it's public it's global mm-hmm. so like you have no right to go and question them why did you stalk me but of course they can't go to the extent of probably you know um getting money from your account and the likes of mm-hmm. course that they'd need you know um reasonable reasonable uh, and also court and everything mm-hmm. so it's very legal you okay. know i actually think this whole thing started when kenyan memes started making um memes about people flaunting lifestyles flashy lifestyles and not yeah. still filing nail returns mm-hmm. but i didn't expect the some an organization like carry to take that thing seriously to this point that they're now i mean what do, i only post something on social media mm-hmm. that is representative of what is atypical of my lifestyle i won't tell you that today i'm having you that's know, you whatever. Can you log on to Instagram? <laughs> I'm saying that's Can you. you. <laughs> that's you. You lonely. You have like you'll you'll no, that's post a general, what? That's a general psychology. People use social media. I mean it's it's, it's nah. horses for courses. I mean. Yeah, it's it's just personal preference. If, yeah, if you want to put your stuff out there, you put your stuff out there. Yeah. But you know this is not something this is not something new. If you go to the US and you look at IRS, IRS yeah. has been aggressive on such kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the kind of stuff that they that they use, you know, to get taxes, you know. Yeah. IRS is is known a lot as one of the most aggressive you know tax collectors in the yeah. world yeah. and i'm i'm just looking at that whole space and i'm thinking if you know ista has said that uh it started with you know uh, people flaunting lifestyles and everything mm-hmm. but uh, but I, i i tend to disagree because i'm looking at the tax to gdp ratio of kenya and it's at around 13.8% For a developing nation in Africa we should be at at least 20%. So there is a lot so of work high, yeah? for KRA to yeah, do. Yeah. And then you look at the whole tax structure, mm-hmm. many people are outside of the tax bracket. You see, many many people outside of the, especially people in the informal sector. Mm-hmm. So you would find that you probably someone is a landlord, you know, has like two flats each has probably like six seven floors and still doesn't pay taxes mm-hmm. okay so if you co- if you consistently take selfies with that flat you know there is going to come how for many you. people take selfies with their flats but, <laughs> <laughs> okay it's just an example but again you but know uh-huh. for me i think the the impact that it could have yeah um is if kerry goes out targeting guys for mm-hmm. posting like going to diani or uh, <laughs> whatever yeah. then it's going to have an effect on the consumer lifestyle uh, oh, because yeah, guys yeah. are now going to stop posting such things if it's going to get you like hounded so by that carry. affect the general consumption yeah that, that affects the yeah. goes down because now influencers do not yeah. really yeah. Uh, there's no job for influencers or unless or you know it's now important you put up there paid partnership with diaji Yeah, paid partnership and <laughs> career like oh, career like this, this is paid you. partnership how much you know? oh, tax, wow you that's guy. even that's even that's bigger <laughs> <laughs> so i think it reduces because now guys do not see the need to flaunt anymore yeah. and if you sometimes people so, buy for the sake of just flaunting so flaunt, yeah, yeah, exactly, flaunting formal exactly. and so the amount of formal in the country generally reduces yeah. um so people do not find the need to go out yeah. uh, and you know like they live a chill lifestyle that could be it's a very long shot yeah. but it could yeah, be it is, it is a systemic long shot. it changes slowly because i won't yeah. i won't stop going out you know because because of giving no but, but the number of people who go out just because someone went 
they saw someone in Diani, they saw someone somewhere, uh, especially, and that's why even all restaurants these days, like most restaurants, are very big on the IG ability of the mm. restaurant mm. because mm. that is what brings people there. Yeah, so true. even in that space, like if Hani and Do, for instance, are not able to do all that fancy stuff, yeah. Yeah. then and people are not posting Hani and Do, for instance, then. Mm. Fewer people end up. People are like, "Hey, Last there's time food I at home." You, you, you had some shares at Haniendo. No, this is not a paid partnership. Please, Kerry. <laughs> <laughs> the last thing, how much? <laughs> but what, what, what does this have on the general perception of Kerry? Initially, and this has always been my thought that Kerry should not be viewed, and Kerry should not let themselves be viewed as a police, as Kenya Revenue policing, yeah. Authority. Okay, but they should bring is. that thing of you know patriotism. As 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 I mean, as their as their mantra says, uh, you know, kulipa ushuri tujitegeme something around that yeah. that that line. Yeah. It should be a it should be a clarion call. Hey, but you know okay? that that nini for Kenya it is especially when you look at now, politicians it is lepeni ushuru. But again, Dan, the overall perception is now Kerry have just moved from people who the citizens are scared of you know mm. when you when you when you even receive an email yeah, from KRA, yeah. they're wishing you happy customer service day yeah. but then you're like you you're what tired even do? when you're opening yeah. that thing because yeah. you know yeah. you might be someone or something yeah. so they are moving from that and adding another star in the in their in their shoulder yeah. of being of a stalker so KRA is now a stalker on top of what mm. they are, they are. Okay, they're trying to be friendly. Yeah. But it's working. 60% surge in people no, going to check fear. their... No, that was fear-driven. <laughs> it was <is> working. <laughs> anyway, what, when, you, when you mentioned about tax-GDP ratio, yeah. um, it shows... It shows... What? It is, it is lower than it should be. Yes, it, it is be. at 13.8%. We should be at at least 20. Cons- especially considering that our we, we are heavily taxed as yeah. well. Corporate yeah. tax at 30%. Um, our graduated scale for personal income tax is also quite. I high. mean, but but you look at but if you look at the developing nations scale, thirty yeah. percent is okay. Yeah, but for those guys, they get benefits like yeah. Norwegian, for instance. If we you can look see at Norwegian, they're happy to pay taxes. Swedes are happy to pay taxes yeah, because they, they can see, see where they access yeah. hospitals. <laughs> they can they have good infrastructure. But we as also, we know where uh-huh. it's going, we 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 also need to, to Pandora. But you see, I know, I know, I know. So I, I didn't that say that. The <laughs> amount that is collected in terms of tax revenue, it is quite high. But what shows up at the treasury is a very different figure because a lot of money is lost. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the president so while he was the minister of Kere, finance admitted that we lose a third of our budget. A third. <laughs> Look at that. Then how many years later he comes and says again we lose? Is it two billion shillings per day? Yeah. So yeah, we are almost. Those, those are the areas the care, the governor the governance of the country should be focusing at, at not trying to go and into people's private lives to try and squeeze out money out of. Literally <laughs> but, squeezing what out of. But stone. I think at the end of the day, for KRA, this thing instead of targeting ordinary citizens, yeah. the first step they should start just the first place they should start with is politicians. Yes, yes. Like we know politician salaries, we know how much they earn. Their salaries but are taxed. Their lifestyle is not taxed. Yeah, oh. it is the are not. See, they passed it when uh, when was it? Uh, Twenty was it the eighth house? You'll make this guy run for. <laughs> yeah, the, the basic ta- the basic salary is not for parliament for uh, senators. I think and MPs are not taxed. Yeah. But we do know that based on the salary and the lifestyle that these guys have, yeah. like there's really a Soft big difference. Life. Yeah. yeah. So if life. you are to start, start there. Yeah. But yeah. Again, I think the problem is I don't know whether there's any incentive to start there because 
again uh, do you guys do you guys think Kerry has the infrastructure to implement that because we have a whole di- very yes, recent yes, DSG yeah, was introduced yeah, yeah. Yes, they, have. they do digital services tax yeah mm. i mean if, how if, many if, people if, have been paying that tax if okay let me start from the point where you say if Kerry has the capacity uh. if you look at sub-saharan africa yeah. it's just south africa that's ahead of kenya in terms of the capability of our revenue collection um collection methods and even just the the general capacity that the collector has you know itax is a very important tool i was talking to some friends in malawi mm-hmm. and do you know for them yeah. when they are filing taxes yeah. like there is no itax you see the way you can just file your taxes from your phone like mm-hmm. there you have to deal with physical papers you see that is efficiency but i'm asking about you've introduced a digital services tax yeah right so you, 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 if you, you want to know Instagram if Kerry is capable, you start an Instagram them. shop. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best way to I go. Would, I think I've tried them, but anyway. You've tried them? Yeah. Okay, okay. don't come for me. But <laughs> <laughs> no, there's no proof. There's no proof. Anyway, um, yeah. what was I saying? Um, you've started an Instagram shop, yeah? Uh-huh. How are they going to tax you from of the proceeds or profits you get from that shop? Have they started doing it? Um, I think do they when, have the capability or when, the infrastructure to do it? Uh, and if they don't, how can they start for? If they can't follow an Instagram page, how are they going to follow your page and come for you? Come okay. on, bro. Now you no, know they can. They can. They can. And but then there's 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 a trick there. You know, as as I've always said, when it comes to businesses in the informal sector. Sometimes they don't have accounting, they don't know their numbers and everything. So even yeah. it might be a There's challenge a lot. for for KRA, you know, auditing and everything. But when it comes to DST where KRA started, of course this is this it's not it's not a day's work. Okay? Yeah. But where they started, you know, they started with YouTube, you know, uh if you advertise on Facebook, on Twitter and all the other places. I think they'll be going down to that you happen to have a business on Instagram so watch out you've just you've just called them you've just spooked them we have just they're remembered coming. i've remembered something yeah. actually i retract that, <laughs> <laughs> that statement uh when you start a business or say you generate some some revenue from youtube yeah. they're not coming for you they get it from google if it's instagram yeah they'll yeah, yeah they'll hold they'll withhold it yeah, and so and remit to Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I retract the whole thing about how they come for you. Okay. Yeah, I, I think for 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 these established uh, digital players, yeah. your YouTube, Google, Facebook, Netflix, yeah. Yeah. I like I think for them they are good. Uh, the challenge is now the you me starting a clothes shop on IG or yeah, a place where I'm selling micos on yeah. IG and that kind of thing. Now getting verification of how much of my inventory first getting how much i'm selling what yeah. are my expenses yeah. it's gonna yeah. be what hard is the taxable yeah that's that's the challenge and that's the challenge they've been facing with yeah. Yeah, the informal sector so then how they're going to implement this whole thing about it's just chasing you it's just like that is just like targeting yeah. it's, it's very easy to target someone and see it's, it's all about like when you're referring to the irs yeah. whenever they have tax audits on someone like they just choose you and come and yeah. And Get you know what I think the, the biggest debunkle here for Kerry when it comes to social media is just for them to confirm that especially for people who have their name in their account okay so if on Instagram this is Daniel Kalia so if they and you probably have uh, and you have a a profile picture for example that fits you or many of the photos are yours mm. so i mean they can easily see that yes this is Dan Kalia so they just pick that name put in the Kerry database they have your ID They have that car photo in your ID, though you might look different from that. 
<laughs> and they just look at it and they are like, yes, this is done. So it's just for them to confirm that the identity of this KRA account oh, yeah. pin belongs to this particular social media. And then if they find a mismatch, oh, that's what you're saying. It will always be there. There will always be a mismatch, at least eighty percent of the time. Um, okay, that's relative. I might not put a percentage on it. We don't know. <laughs> yeah, we, we need to go to stock of the week. Yes, <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah. So our stock of the week this week is BAT, British American Tobacco. British American Tobacco um, is more than a hundred years. They celebrated um, their centurion. Um, celebrations in uh, yeah. must have been 2007. When I it's centurion. Is it? I think it's centurion. You think? Yes, okay. <laughs> that one. <laughs> um, so if you look at BAT, um, BAT on uh, must have been yeah 12th Friday uh, of 2021 uh, November. It closed at 149 Kenya shillings. Yeah. Um, if now, going back to the history, a little bit of history about BAT. BAT first listed on the Nairobi Security Ex- Exchange in 1969. They put up a stake of 20% of their equity then. Um, two years after that, in 1971, they also floated another 20%. So currently, 40% of BAT Kenya's equity is, the is at the NSE, at the market, and 60% is held by the parent company. Now, BAT is an interesting stock. Um, there was a time it you know, around 2017, I remember, was trading at around 900. <laughs> you know this? Yeah, mid-2016. 915, yeah. Bob. Yes, the maximum. Was, and now it's at 149, you know. It's called the stock market. You know, people, this is, not, this is where now the proper character development is. But first of all, let's just look at the general outlook of the, um, you know, of the nicotine and, and the the tobacco industry, the outlook, how, how it looks like. Yeah. I was just, you know, um, looking at some of the WHO reports. And if you look at the nicotine, um, it's called prevalence. Yeah, but why? Me, I'm thinking yeah, 49. How nicotine has been consumed? 429. Yeah. yeah. Let's when? go with prevalence. With Jana. Oh, let's go. With, oh. 429. Yeah. Oh, I must have confused the numbers then. Yes. Apologies about that. <laughs> yeah, thank you for confirming, Dan. Yeah, I was like, one, 100. <laughs> Must be the heat you said in the 100, studio. Mm. You said 149. <laughs> it's 429. 429, yeah. Sorry about that. So, just going back to um, the WHO reports about uh, tobacco consumption, mm. uh, from 2000, to 2005, mm-hmm. 2010, 2015, 2020, and a projection up to 2025, mm-hmm. it looks like WHO is saying that the cigarette, you know, the not cigarette really, the tobacco prevalence is going down and down and down. So it's decreasing. <laughs> is um, it because people are dying? All right. <laughs> yeah, of, of course, you know, people are aware of the health hazard that, yeah. you know, smoking uh, has. Um, so in 2018, Kenya had... Uh, prevalence of around 11.8%. Um, that was, of course, lower than the uh, the African average and lower than the global average. Yeah. Yeah, so how do you guys think that whole space is sitting at the moment? Um, yeah, I think for, for, for your comment on tobacco reducing, I think it's a reaction to, I think, the health effects of tobacco and what and whatnot. So you find even companies such as BAT and cigarette manufacturing companies are creating um, products 
that are nicotine based mm, but without yeah, tobacco yeah, so yeah. it's non tobacco nicotine yeah. uh, products so if it's cigarettes vapes yeah uh, and the they like. had the lift uh, lift pouches yeah. yeah the nicotine pouches that they were introduced in 2019 mm-hmm. um they've been you know from the reports that i hear they've been fairly re- fairly well received in yeah, the market yeah, a bit yeah. of challenges here and there but of course the biggest issue with tobacco has been the ways people still people want to consume tobacco and nicotine mm-hmm. but then it's that method of consuming where there is combustion involved yeah. you know now that the smoke you know with the health hazards mm-hmm. but then globally now the global stage we are seeing vape and of course the pouch is doing really really well so that's probably the future of of the sector yeah that's where even you can see BAT are really trying to be aggressive about diversifying just from cigarettes cigarettes themselves yeah. uh, and introducing new products so i think going forward with the whole consciousness on health and um sustainability and just wanting to have fun but be safe yeah. um health wise mm. the I whole sg thing yeah it's it's going to be something that is going to be even bigger and bigger yeah. going forward i think the the tobacco control act in kenya is is one of the most uh, is probably one of the toughest acts in in kenya <laughs> you know for any for any sector yeah, or player yeah, you know yeah, doing business yeah. because first of all um there was i remember i had a debate in 2016 uh, with a couple of my friends back in the day in 2014 um the kenyan there was a bill introduced in kenya that the packets of cigarettes Mm-hmm. you know that they are going to be printed with um sort of a disclaimer disclaimer yes yeah. um the words in english yeah. and swahili yeah it started with a disclaimer disclaimer yeah. then the graphic photos now mm-hmm. where yeah. some would go as far as printing yeah, they really are graphic uh printing a coffin mm-hmm. and a grave yeah. you know on on on, on the, the, the packet <laughs> so this 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 is a requirement by the tobacco control act yeah. and, and it it also reduced the amount of cigarette adverts Yes so actually if you look if you look at it you are not there is cigarette products there is no advertisement mm-hmm. no promotion yeah. you're not allowed to do that that's why you know you people ask you've never seen a a sportsman or done yeah because yeah, cuz yeah, yeah. on a billboard yeah, yeah cuz growing up sportsman adverts were you could see oh, there were a lot yeah, like there were a lot yeah there were all over the place you know about sportsman and Yeah me I just knew like back then the same way you know blue band yeah. blue band <laughs> yeah uh, Sabuni ni omo that kind of thing cigara was sportsman <laughs> <laughs> so and then an interesting thing also with the tobacco control act is the fact that cigarettes cannot be sold online you see the way mm. if you go to Jumia or Kilimall you can't mm. find cigarette being sold there no, i've never noticed this thing. yeah so it's it's, it's a, a smoker. requirement of <laughs> it's it's a requirement of um, the tobacco control act yeah so you can't do that but then when it comes to things like vape mm-hmm. vape you can advertise you know you yeah. can do promotions about it you can sell it um online so that doesn't have a requirement but guys do you think the printing of graphic images worked in Kenya i think it did no if you're addicted you're addicted i think it did no i did not i i don't think i thought i i totally i had this opinion in 2014 mm-hmm. 2016 and i still hold it because in 2016 is when now the bill was passed and the the printing started mm. of the graphic images mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and this is because of how generally i think this this bill was was perhaps stolen or just hand picked from <laughs> some country. western company yeah. from yeah. Uh, some western country yeah. this is because if you look at let's be a bit practical here 
looking at that packet of cigarette and the people who smoke if if someone is majority of the people even here in Nairobi come from informal settlements mm-hmm. okay that's where the bulk of the of the population is okay. this person cannot afford a packet of cigarette a packet of cigarette will probably go for what 200 to 400 shillings a range can't afford to buy that once but this person has woken up in the morning will go buy five pieces of cigarettes smoke go to work jioni mm-hmm. he gets his little money buys food buys what buy what he can't afford a packet yeah. after he's paid yeah. so he goes and buy another five pieces in yeah. the evening and smokes that yeah. now cigarette is being sold in pieces Stick. in kiosks and shops yeah, yeah. okay yeah. so you could find that someone has gone for a whole year smoking 10 pieces of cigarettes every day mm-hmm. thousands of pieces in a year yeah. and hasn't come across that packet yeah that's possible actually to give it but context, then if you go abroad if billion. you go abroad we, we smoke like 10 billion yeah sticks ah. in a year billion. globally or in kenya in kenya in kenya, in kenya. In kenya. 10 wow. billion Is that smoke to what you go produced? if you go abroad because then another thing uh-huh. is BAT produces cigarettes not just for this market but for it's yeah. the regional um, production hub actually i was listening the, to to crispin um the md yeah. at BAT yeah. 65% of what they produce here in Kenya yeah. uh, in the Likoni road factory goes outside Kenya it's not and, for this market yeah, yeah it's not for this market so yeah. just 35% remains here yeah. and interestingly if you combine both Somalia and Somaliland that's the second largest market <laughs> after Kenya for BAT and yeah. going back to the conversation about why the printing of graf- graphic images didn't work yeah. is because you know the way the market is set up people don't interact with packets of cigarettes but then if you go abroad you know if you go to Sweden Norway wherever nobody will sell you a stick of cigarette mm-hmm. you know, you'll have to buy the packet mm-hmm. you know in 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 a supermarket so it worked that, that it worked there but so then what would you attribute the number of The, the the fact that because BAT's revenue and sales has been growing yeah, <laughs> yeah so but the <laughs> number of smokers are reducing why um of course yeah. because of you know i think it's particularly because of the health hazard that you know and the information that has been there about smoking you know aggressive even if you go to youtube and see who information and everything and even the ministry of health here in kenya you know sensitizing people about smoking and everything so i think that that has really yeah. had so a big impact the images do not work but YouTube yeah the, the, okay the thing is <laughs> i think i, see, I, see, I, I think the, the issue is with new smokers or people who are getting to smoking smoking early yeah. um previously because there was a lot of advertising in in about of cigarettes yeah um, there were many new smokers Yeah it's something that was especially it was advertised as a macho thing yeah. it's something for us in, i don't know whether you guys did this in primary school but you take the top of your fountain pen remember it had a kashimo yeah up at the top yeah. and then you go where there's chalk dust and then you ah you, i did that yeah i did because it's because it's very cool it yeah. looks like yeah, yeah the, that can any act as a, yeah. as a but cigarette. for me it still baffles me the way bat sales are growing and they are not allowed to advertise their products so their products are growing without adverts and promotions no but remember they also exporting it yes yeah, yeah. other jurisdictions look do not have the same yeah so look at the marketing in those specifically for kenya yeah, in those markets mm. to which they're exporting yeah. if if they're exporting to Well, Somalia, 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 that's the second largest market. And they can advertise there. Mm-hmm. So if the sales are doing well there, it doesn't matter what happening, what is happening in Kenya. They're only in Kenya because of the raw the the labor costs. Yeah. And yeah. they've already set up a plant already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They've yeah. invested and a lot. So it doesn't mean much. Coming now back to to um BAT actually holds around more than uh, around 80% of the market share 
um mm-hmm. mastermind tobacco which produces super much yeah. mm-hmm. um has a bulk of what remains and uh, Philip Morris I think has a small bit mm-hmm. of for, for what remains sportsman yeah. is under BAT yeah? sportsman is, yeah. is a BAT product why now, do you like that brand so much no because it's the only like if i if you say cigarettes <laughs> that's the first thing that comes to mind oh, yeah okay. sports so, no 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 because of the adverts i think BAT is, is is a very resilient company i mean looking at the last 18 months yeah. you find that there's been a new C, a new ceo there's been a new chair of the board mm-hmm. there's been a new cfo there's yeah. been a, a new company secretary but then things are still you know moving on well um i think bat i, I mean i have to commend them for this okay so when covid struck and even before covid business was not good okay so mm-hmm. bat relies on seven in in the kenyan market they rely on seven exclusive uh distributors and when your distributor is out of business yeah. you're out of business yeah okay yeah. so during covid the distributors had really they, they really suffered mm-hmm. you know their business wasn't doing well and everything so they had issues with working capital mm-hmm. and now if they collapse then BAT is going to collapse as well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so BAT you know uh, started a program where they work with you know of uh, lending institutions so particularly equity bank so mm-hmm. you know they give letters of comfort yeah, and the yeah, like so yeah. that these people are given credit mm-hmm. so that they can have working capital to do their business yeah. so for me that that what that, that was that was really outstanding but then you know at that point you you onboard their their risk mm-hmm. at some point by using yeah, the yeah. letters of comfort yeah. and everything mm-hmm. but then if you look at it what's the risk of you not doing it if you don't do it your you distributors go, go out of business yeah. you're yeah. going to yeah. go out of business yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So when that, when that, you don't do it it's 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 worse it's definitely yeah, yeah. if you do it no it, there's, it's there's better a chance, yeah? yeah and you know because of covid you know there was there was a lot of information actually at the beginning of covid and still is the fact that you know um smoking puts you at a disadvantaged position you know mm-hmm. when you get covid yeah uh and I'm looking at the BAT numbers and for the year ended check 2020 <laughs> BAT PAT the yeah. profit after tax yeah. was up by 41%. You that one. Now I'm like yeah. tank twister. Guy can be a rapper. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like yeah. you know their yeah. profit after tax rose by 41% mm. for the financial year ended December 2020. Mm. So it's like that message didn't get home to smokers. You know the thing is again because smoking is addictive. So it does not matter like you have to get your your heat either way like if you uh, used whether to whether or not doing, it will expose you to more covid um, effects no if you're addicted like even if you those risks are there it won't matter your body needs it yeah so you'll still smoke either way yeah yeah and do you know what um I'm I'm looking at the whole cigarette space and one of the issues that you know BAT has been grappling with is taxes you know when i yeah grappling with mm-hmm. okay when we have, i think i've said this before in this podcast uh-huh. that when it gets to around may yeah. of every year yeah. you know and the finance bill is around the corner yeah. businesses who wanna casa wanna casa because you don't know what might appear on the finance <laughs> no, bill but especially there, there are particular businesses that always they yeah. know BAT ABL and excise tax yeah. you know if if you look at the period from july Yeah. to around October yeah. July of 2019 to October of 2020 during that period alone the cumulative increase in taxes of BAT products was 25% 
I mean, that, that doesn't come even anywhere <laughs> close to, to the inflation that, 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 that's yeah. currently prevailing. So that has always been an issue, you know, for BAT. And I have to say this, BAT is one of the, I don't know any bigger lobby group than BAT. Those guys are aggressive. You remember during the Moi era and Kibaki era, you'd find some of the ministers and, you know, people in, in high up in government, they'd be appointed as non-executive directors of mm. BET so that, you know, they'd go and lobby for BET yeah, yeah, and, and, yeah, and everything yeah. that, that happens there. So it's really interesting. But then if you look at this year for the mm. Finance Bill 2021, I think they they lobbied really well <laughs> because no taxes was increased on BET products. Yeah. If you actually look at the nicotine pouches, mm-hmm. um, they've, they made their case to KRA that this is not... Uh, this is not like a cigarette, okay? Yeah. This is less harmful. Yeah. So they cut yeah. the taxes by I think seventy six, seventy six percent. So they presented the case that this is not a pro. This is not you know like a, a, as harmful as a cigarette yeah. is. But then there has been a lot of uh, back and forth with the Ministry of Health. First of all, the the nicotine pouches were were registered as pharmaceutical products mm-hmm. under the Pharmacy and Poisons Board. Yeah. But then Mutaikagwe said, eh, 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 mm-hmm. eh, I think this it was in February now. this year. <laughs> he put it under yeah. the Tobacco Control Act. Yeah. Now, you know, when you put it under the Tobacco Control Act, you can't advertise it and mm-hmm. the likes, you see. But if it was like a pharmaceutical product, the yeah. it would be advertising lift. Mm-hmm. You yeah. see? So that's, that's, that's the challenge that, that they've had on that space. Well, you okay. see, when you mention BAT with taxes, yeah. we all... BAT is one of the hugest or biggest contributors of tax to Yeah, I think KRA. in 2017 or 18 they were the fourth largest taxpayer. Yeah, actually I think that's the stati- the latest statistic. Yeah. Yeah, so um and to show that even if the product is is highly taxed. Yeah. They just pass it to the to the consumer because it doesn't affect the financials. You look at the ratios. Yeah, they just pass it on. Doesn't show. They're not absorbing these costs. Mm-hmm. They are like putting it on the price margins yeah. for their pro- product yeah. which as you can see from their year-on-year growth of revenue. Yeah. It, it doesn't show. But you know what? Um, I was listening to, to Crispin, the MD of BAT, and he was saying that, yes, this... Okay, he didn't say that they transfer, yeah. they, but I know they transfer. They can't... They can't... can't, they can't you, they, you know, they can't absorb yeah. it. Yeah. But the thing that I got from him is the fact that each time there is a new tax, mm-hmm. there is a slowdown in their sales. Yeah, yeah. You know, immediately at that period, there's a slowdown in their sales because, you know, people are like, we, I, I can't afford this BET product, so probably go to other competitors. Cheaper, you know, cheaper illicit, smuggled. Yeah. So, and that's actually, if you're to look at how they, they are putting it, yeah. it's, they say, every time this tax is increased on our goods, mm-hmm. then there are those buyers who cannot afford our products, uh, our products anymore, mm-hmm. so yeah. they switch to cheaper uh, cigarettes, which are usually illicit uh, cigarettes yeah. that have been imported yeah. or they has been smuggled, and, and especially that from the government revenue. So how they <laughs> yeah, how they are messaging it is you instead of track that. Uh, you so can you can do you know what for every for one out of every four cigarettes sold in Kenya is actually illicit. That's an assumption. No, it's not. This is it's from BAT. They did uh, they they consulted a third party researcher. Who went ahead and did this research? And 25% of the cigarettes smoked in Kenya are actually illicit. So when they go with this information to the government, mm-hmm. like you know, it's it's so easy for them to to get what they want. Yeah. So how they are arguing is that it's not BAT that is losing out on revenue. It's you it's guys. It's you as the GAVA. You're losing out up to four billion shillings in taxes. Uh, so lock this. So that's that's how lobbying actually works. So I think we can move to their financials. Yeah. Their financials. Um, yeah. Um, 
BAT is, is one of the tantalizing stocks <laughs> of the exchange because 80% mm. um, payment uh, of their profits to dividends you know that's 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 rare to come across mm-hmm. <laughs> it's rare to come across even yeah. even at the other exchanges you know the johannesburg one and what well, the one in nigeria uh-huh. it's it's not easy to find that yeah although uh, as per their dividend policy they do say that they endeavor to maintain a dividend payout ratio of not less than 65% of net earnings 65% that's yeah. so generous because i was about yeah. to ask yeah. kalia for how long can they maintain the 80% payout um it's hard Uh, it's tricky because this has been a very the last dividend was very good yeah. um but yeah if 65% do you hold of the bat no mm-hmm. uh if but i should yeah Easter, i think you hold the bat right no, no. you don't yeah. um because i think in terms of um issuing dividends they are very good with that and i think for me as a shareholder mm-hmm. or as an investor that's one of the key things that i look at how often do these guys pay dividends you're a dividend, dividend guy i'm a dividend deal <laughs> guy like yeah, it's yeah. cash flows uh i don't want to speculate on capital gains and yeah. whatnot as long as the company fundamentals are good your money is coming yeah and i'm getting consistent cash flows yeah. and then me i'm happy and do you know do you know now if you look so at the question that, becomes at what price yeah do i enter, do I enter? to maximize to maximize the capital appreciation yeah when do you exit ideally never don't got enough to be out to be out yeah you know what dan i'm i'm just looking at that you know the fact that bat normally gives good dividends yeah. now at the backdrop of that you find that most of the staff most of the guys who own bat stocks are actually institutional yeah. investors mm-hmm. and these guys hold for a long term yeah. because there is you know because there's dividends here it's going to come and a lot of it mm-hmm. so that now creates a situation where there is very little liquidity Mm. in the bat stocks so yeah. the reason the volumes are movement. very low yeah the mm. volumes are low because because, because i think no local companies and local individuals control 16%, 16% of the share in total 16%. because if you were to look at it uh, already um 60% is going to the parent company is going to yeah and then there's another 12% yeah uh, is it 12 or 22% um that is also by foreign Uh, company, yeah, foreign companies uh-huh. and then local companies and local investors are fighting for that yeah. so that that lack of liquidity for me is something that has held back the bat stock i think the bat stock it hasn't i think it it's yet to unearth its value and I'm, I'm, i'm about to ask you down yeah. this you know do you think that if we did if bat did a share split Mm-hmm. that it would unlock the value and there'd be more liquidity i think they should have done it like yesterday see the reason people don't invest the, the volume is not that high is first of all this is one of the most expensive stocks in the world yeah so people don't have that much money to put or speculate with it yeah you know so not many people trade with it and it's only the institutional investors who have the financial muscle to invest in such stocks yeah yeah because even if you to think about it if you to look at the two directors in BAT who who hold BAT stock yeah uh, one is Karol Musyoka uh forgot the other one i think both of them hold 300 shares yeah 1000 yeah 300 only only okay. so both of them 600 but if you to look at how much they paid for these 300 shares it's almost 82k 70 they paid at the 900 bob price yeah i think they came in at when it was <laughs> but you see like it's very expensive yeah. yeah yeah because if you have 25k let's say and you have to choose between 
BAT and let's say Safcom. You go for Safcom. You go for Safcom. Yeah. If you're so. a dividend guy, I mean If you're a dividend at, at current prices at 10% or current dividend payout at yeah. 10% also BAT is attractive. But for me if the sustainability if, of that payout uh-huh. ratio yeah. that's where the questions would if be. If I ever smell a share split at BAT I'm taking a loan to buy that. That would work. <laughs> that would work because <laughs> people are not buying it because it's expensive. You yeah. do a share split. It's going it, to unlock the value. It's going to unlock the value. Yeah. But yeah, so, so what are your recommendation guys? About uh BAT? for BAT I think their fundamentals are quite good. Um okay, okay, okay. the the interesting thing with their export um revenue So if you to look at their revenue split locally and internationally. Mm-hmm. Um now where is this thing not? And as 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 that thing <laughs> is nining, you yeah. <laughs> if if you do know that um I've actually I saw yesterday that you know the Kenya shilling went up to around 102 then came mm-hmm. back to 111 and do you know that this works for BAT? Yeah, it does. It, exactly. Because a lot of majority of what they make, they export. Yeah. So mm-hmm. when the shilling is doing badly, BAT products become cheaper yeah. than that yeah. of their competitors. Yeah. Yeah. So people get to buy BAT products more yeah. outside the country. Yeah. Which so is works for them. Yeah, what I was saying. Um so for the analysis of their net revenue by geography. So their export sales in 2020 was actually higher than their local sales. So when you do Despite the, the whole thing in logistics yeah. due to COVID Yeah, partly it could be because the shilling depreciated yeah. in 2020. Okay. And you look at the so Tanzanian market, yeah. no, nothing happened. Nothing was nothing happened in Tanzanian market that things were normal so to Yeah, say. yeah. Mm. So yeah, so because of that, in fact the more the shilling gets under pressure yeah. and the shilling is going to continue to be under pressure uh in the next BAT next minor. year. Yeah, because that is their analysis of their revenue by location so they are exporting more. Uh, and also if you have to look at their receivables and prepayments mm-hmm. um that are in USD uh British pound euros and also uh, the emirati ah, dollar yeah. that's a big market so also. if if they have receivables in dirham and pounds and and dollars i mean yeah they have good because they have two 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 billion this two billion in what yeah. currency in USD well wow. that's good Because if your receivables oh. is in Kenya shillings and oh, you're trading <laughs> internationally, oh, oh man, you it's you, billion, you are done. Two billion shillings. Oh. They've converted. Oh. Yeah, I was ah. like, oh, two billion <laughs> USD. That's <laughs> a lot. Yeah. I was like, Safaricom, yeah. what's happening? <laughs> I mean, so, done. So you're you're giving it a sell, a buy? Yeah, yeah, buy. Definitely, yeah. definitely buy for me. Uh, the dividend play for me always excites me. So <laughs> as long as that is good, me, I do not want to analyze any further from yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, their, but their return on equity is, is also quite good. Yeah. Uh, their return on assets um, is good. As you mentioned, they are also currently trading below Uh, value but if you invested yes. let's say in yeah, 2015 yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you guys uh, at 2015 2016 yeah. at 9:15 yeah. you've yeah. lost quite a bit of of value not quite you've, huh? got, you've lost a lot of money it's just that the dividend has been good but for you to, to invest there you have to be rich so anyway um for <laughs> me i'm saying that um hmm, i'm so tempted to say buy but again i'm going to say let's let's hold a bit Let's let's, let's let's not not hold um let's wait a little bit to see how i mean uh, we have seen that they over five years they've, they've been already going 8.1 on average what are you waiting for no they've i want to see 
them you know yes they launched a a, a whole plant for the nicotine pouches mm-hmm. but i really want to see a, just a little bit more aggressiveness when it comes to diversification diversification out of the consumption of tobacco that requires combustion that is cigarette um i just want to see a little bit more aggressiveness for me i i i think because of even we've seen how the price trends have been, has been going the past i think it bottomed sometime in 2019 um and then it's currently picking up slowly so i think even in terms of the entry price mm-hmm. i think it's a very good I think 2019 was the best time mid 2019 when it was at 320 bob. Yeah. That was ideally the best price to enter, but even now it's still low. I think it's a, just merely the price entry point uh at the moment makes it a good recommendation to buy. The fact that you have actually said that it is undervalued. Yeah. <laughs> <And> <laughs> but, uh, but but is a good on top ad- on top of that recommendation of mine if you smell a share split uh don't <laughs> think twice. Just just say I told you. I'm not a, I'm not <laughs> I'm not a financial advisor, but I'm advising you on this. <laughs> um I think I'd say it's a definite buy for me because again, they're significantly undervalued. I mean their price to book ratio is three shillings. Mm-hmm. To give you context compare that to Centum. Yeah which is at 0.3 <laughs> you know like what what the Dan price to book, what why the are you price pointing at book, me no, i'm not pointing at you what the price to book ratio tells you is how much is the is the market what value is the market putting to this company yeah. and what value does it has have to itself mm-hmm. on its let's say balance sheet yeah. mm. and so the market is saying that bat is worth three times as much as theirs they are claiming to be worth themselves <laughs> so that's a, i think it's really undervalued and so for that reason by and the fundamentals are also very strong and right. Yeah. Excellent. We've come to the end of episode 13. It's been a pleasure being with you. Um your host for the day Kigen Kiplimo. I have been the co-host Daniel Kalia. I've been the co-host. There another co-host Easter Fanning. <laughs> <laughs> so remember you can get our podcast on our website kenyasmarketmap.com. You can also get our podcast on Spotify, Google Podcast, Anchor. Um what's the one for iPhone guy? What is it called? Apple podcast. Apple podcast. <laughs> and uh, you can also check us on YouTube if you're watching, subscribe, like yeah, yeah. and share and remember you can find us on Twitter at marketmap_ke on LinkedIn Kenya's market map. Thank you so much. See you next time. Cheers. Yeah.